0: Welcome back to Conservative Conversations. I'm your host, Reed, And I'm Frank. Today we're going to be talking about the 2024 election cycle and some right-wing conspiracies. And let's get into it. Before we get started, listeners, I want to remind you to please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And you can also subscribe on our YouTube channel. And if you'd like to support us directly, you can make a donation on our Red Circle page. All links are in the description. And we're going to start with uh, some 2024 election cycle talk. I was recently listening to another uh, Fox News Rundown podcast. um, And they had on uh, the governor of West Virginia... Jim Justice. Oh, cool. Yes, who is running for Joe Manchin's Senate seat in 2024. Really? Yes. So that's part of what I was going to talk about today is how... uh though That sort of did remind me that not only is it a big presidential election, we also have more Senate and House elections that we have to kind of worry about too. And... This race is kind of a big one, the race for the West Virginia Senate seat, because uh, currently Joe Manchin is, uh, holds a seat, and he's the one up for election, and he's a Democrat, and Jim Justice is a Republican governor of West Virginia. And so it's if Jim Justice were to win, that would add one more Senate seat back to... Uh, The The, Republican side And we'd really only need one more Um, And I haven't gotten around to look at What all races were Going to be going on for 2024 yet Um, Maybe that's something I'll do For the next episode Um, But I kind of think that uh, Jim Justice has a pretty good shot At getting the Republican I mean the, the Senate seat For the Republicans
1: I'm sure he has a lot better
0: of a shot than that Massey fella. Um it's Alex Mooney who he's running against.
1: No, but I mean remember it was only what probably four years ago or six years ago. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Okay Patrick yeah. Morrissey. That was his name. Yeah. Patrick Morrissey.
0: Uh huh. I get you, get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um because uh, one of the things that's, uh, the host. I think it was um Fox's host Dave Anthony, uh, who usually does like the radio and their podcast shows. Uh huh. Um, he asked them about how uh, or not how, but you know how, that uh, how West Virginia has yeah, that's it. How West Virginia has changed to be a Republican state.
1: Yeah,
0: because he back in 92 I believe, I think it was 92, maybe it was Clinton's 96 re-election race, I can't remember which one. But once Virginia voted for him, uh, I think just over 50 something percent. And then they voted for Trump, uh, I was like 68%. Yeah. So, and uh they definitely have changed in as far as the way they vote uh I would say cuz you know being from West Virginia I think generally speaking the people are conservative uh people yeah, it's just I think for in nature. yeah yeah that's it yeah in nature but for some reason they were uh convinced or taught to vote for the Democrat party for years and years and years
1: well, I also believe that the dynamics have changed over the years mm-hmm. and that maybe not in certain areas so much, sure. but it, there's a lot of areas that have totally grown up like that you wouldn't believe. I mean, I grew up in the Charleston area of mm-hmm. West Virginia and down t- going towards Huntington uh, on 64. Mm-hmm. From Charleston to Huntington, it, it used to be a lot of just... Uh, what would you say? Empty space, really? Sure. I mean, I wanna say that. Just valleys and right. and <clears throat> land. Yeah. Undeveloped land. And now there are towns that exist along sixty four that weren't really there before. I mean, there was a Scott Depot, but it was like a field. Right. right? It yeah. was like an exit off of the now there's a full blown city yeah. in Scott Depot. right, And Winfield has grown up right beside it, you know, taking on more people and the surrounding towns and everything, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just amazing some of the growth that's happened in the Yeah, um,
0: that's one of the things that uh, Jim Justice pointed out, how how well they've really been able to kind of turn their economy around. Um, yeah. And, you know, despite the challenges it does have you right know, like uh, one of them being like the coal industry that it used to rely on so heavily is just not what it used to be and it can't really support the state by itself anymore or right. not by itself but in the way it used to right um but uh, there's it's uh, I think it'll be an interesting race Um. And that kind of brings me to part of my other point of the 2024 subject is that one of the other things uh, Dave Anthony and Jim Justice were talking about is this No Labels group. Have you heard about them? No. No? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Well, it's some... uh, I don't know what term they're... uh, Either nonpartisan or bipartisan group. uh, But it's... Uh, contains several different people. It's like an organization. And they're potentially going to run a third-party candidate. And one of the big names that they're considering is Joe Manchin. Oh. Right? Because uh, Maybe I have heard something about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I what was I getting to say? Oh... Because Joe Manchin hasn't yet confirmed he's being really wishy-washy about it, whether he's either going to run for his Senate seat again or run for the president. Oh, my goodness. Right? I mean, if if there is going to be a third party, uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing old Joe Manchin try for it. It'd be a way to go out, as Jim Justice says in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's uh, probably not unlikely. So you, know? you think
1: you'd vote for him?
0: Oh no, I don't no, I don't think I'd vote for him. Uh I'm just saying he I think if you know, if there is going to be some big kind of third party push this time, I I wouldn't mind seeing him try for it. I wouldn't vote for him. Probably. You know,
1: I seem to remember some something from history about mm-hmm. a president who ran uh-huh or something like that So some guy who ran for president and he didn't even get all the votes of his state but he did get the the votes from one state but it wasn't his home state right. <laughs> how do you like that and he only got one state that voted <laughs> for him <laughs> uh, i feel like that'd be funny if it was like joe like only west virginia voted for him, <laughs> like nobody else ever heard of the guy
0: uh yeah but I think it would definitely be an interesting shakeup because a uh, a lot of places keep talking about polls showing that a lot of voters aren't really interested in a Biden-Trump rematch. So that's one of the big things that this no-labels group is kind of leaning on. But I I don't know I don't think we'd really have we, we'd really see a third-party win. Uh, but uh, definitely be an interesting shakeup to see.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the whole thing.
0: Right? I I don't really either.
1: The whole thing's shaking out funny to me. I mean,
0: well, there's a lot going on.
1: All right. So, I guess to move on to my stuff, the first thing to talk about was I saw some interesting uh, testimony. Given by this lady, Emma Jo Morris, Hmm. who is a politics editor at Breitbart, and she's the former editor at the New York Post. And I believe that the testimony that she's giving comes from her time at the Post. And um, anyway, so this was congressional testimony she was giving um, before the White House Weaponization Committee Uh about... Censorship and uh, specifically censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story, quote unquote, the laptop from hell, Um, which is interesting because it sort of is a follow up to our last episode, episode fifty five. You know where we were discussing how white the White House and the big tech companies were like mm-hmm. colluding right. to suppress stories such as this, right? Yep. Um. So anyway, she gets up there. What's particularly funny? There's a particular cl- clip that's really funny because she. Well, first of all, you have to remember back that this story when she was coming out with this supposedly she cracked the story with the. Uh, the New York Post, if mm-hmm. I'm recalling that correctly, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but she was first to write about this, and it was put out at the time by some pretty high people in some pretty high places that this was total garbage, that this was Russian disinformation, that this was a planted uh-huh, story, yeah, it's like a false story. Yeah, former... Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Security people, whatever, yeah, national security experts or something like that,
1: well, I also love this story because you'll see this is sort of a running theme with what I have to say today, but it's like a trip down memory lane when I heard some of these names <laughs> uh-huh. okay. uh people like Clapper and Comey and uh, yeah. there's another one I know there i I just didn't want to have to replay the whole thing again to get this but she's just naming some people like that you know those guys high up in like the fbi and stuff like that um the intelligence Mm -hmm. people whatever um they literally despite the fact that they had just been dragged through the mud with all that trump russia collusion stuff right um they signed this letter or whatever stating that her story was they've like a basically like an affidavit saying that her story was just a conspiracy theory. And they've basically been harping on that to this day. I mean, that's their story and they're sticking to it. It's a conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> well that's what they said just recently, when we were talking about the uh, the uh, case with the uh, big tech collusion, collusion, you know, when people the reporters ask about it, it's a conspiracy. Uh huh. Well, anytime you hit them with the truth. Uh huh. The
1: truth is a conspiracy. Yeah, they just right, spin it around
0: in their eyes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just thought that was really interesting. Right. Um, I'm gonna link specifically the clip that's so really good. I mean, because this lady just totally laughs when she brings up Clapper's name and uh-huh. Comey's name and whoever these people that she lifts out. Right. Um. She, I mean, she just can't hold it in. She's right. laughing. And I get the feeling that she's probably, or maybe used to be a little more left of center. I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I didn't really look at her politics or whatever, but right. <clears throat> I just think it's funny how they'll they'll tear down anybody, you know these these big people. Uh huh. Doesn't matter who you write for, how big your name is, how much clout you have,
0: right? Well, none of those fifty some odd people who signed that letter are gonna reap any consequences of basically lying. That's what they did. Because it it turned out the collusion wasn't any kind of Trump Russia collusion. It was the Hillary collusion.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that. Because to move on to my other thing, were you done?
0: Um, The Hillary collusion? I I guess pretty much I was just saying that uh, none of those people are going to face any kind of consequences. What does it matter now? Yeah, essentially. No, because they're all friends with the media. The media's going to have them back on, despite the fact they totally made up stuff. Yeah. And the government's certainly not going to do anything about it because I don't think it's really a crime that they committed. I I don't really see how it would be.
1: Well, it's like falsifying documents, falsifying evidence, false reporting. I don't see how that's not a crime. Falsifying federal documents... There's got to be some kind of statute for that.
0: I don't know. Don't know, but either way, they're not going to see any kind of punishment for even if it is a crime.
1: Misrepresenting the federal government to the people? There's some kind of crime there, for sure. (laughs) But anyway, it's funny that you should mention the Hillary thing, because the other thing I was going to talk about is I found this new podcast. uh, This isn't really a Plug, but I'd never seen it before. Called the PBD podcast, and uh, they had Anthony Weiner on. Yeah, another blast from the past. Anthony Weiner, remember him? Uh-huh, <laughs> <yeah>. Well, <clears throat> they had him on, and they did some talking about the 2024 cycle uh-huh. and stuff. Um, you know, they did a lot of talking, I guess. I guess Anthony Weiner's tried to combat a lot of what that Kennedy who's running.
0: Oh, uh huh.
1: Says and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, um, what's that, Kennedy? Robert. Yeah. What are his initials? RFK thinking? Jr. RFK, yeah. Um,. Apparently, he's been putting out a lot of stuff. He does some kind of podcast. He has his own podcast, Anthony Weiner does, or oh. whatever, or oh. something. And, Can't imagine
0: what goes on in that podcast. Right.
1: And he puts stuff out. He writes stuff. I bet he does what. put stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll see that's going to uh, come up here in a minute, too. <laughs> but, okay. but, um,. He does, though. He like writes stuff, and I guess a lot of his stuff has been dwelling on some of the stuff RFK says mm-hmm. and uh, you know some other things. But I also think that's maybe where I heard a little bit of a discussion about a third party candidate, because they were basically saying a third party candidate doesn't have a shot. Right. And they were comparing it like to how Ross Perot affected uh, the Bill Clinton race and stuff like that. Right. If I'm remembering correctly, I don't know they were talking about some of that stuff sure. something like that and um it was interesting definitely interesting the link's going to be there if you guys want to go check that out um but in the end what's really ins- becomes incendiary in this is they end up going down a certain path like to some of that stuff that you were just alluding to uh-huh. <laughs> right and um uh, this guy PBD uh ends up asking Anthony Weider, he, he says, my guests have written in or my, you know, my subscribers or whatever uh-huh, my people yeah. have written in and they've wanted me to ask you a couple of questions. And he said, "Now I'm not going to go over this one. He talks about it a little bit, even though I'm not going to go over it because I know that that's total garbage. We're not going to do that to you and waste your time. We're not going to go there. And he says, and they also wrote in and they wanted me to do this. And he says, but we're we're not going to do that. We're not going to go there. Okay? And ignores that. I think it's interesting because the whole dynamic, you'll see, it ends up building up to a certain point. And I don't know that it was exactly handled perfectly on either side. But uh, he does this, the host, PBD. And then he says, but I am going to start asking you about some of this stuff instead. And... Uh, they end up walking down that lane, and he says, "You know, he he's trying to make this point uh-huh. that certain politicians are known for things, you know, like a certain uh-huh. scandal or yep. a certain stain or a certain it's like
0: synonymous
1: thing that are also known to be true, true to their personality, true to their behavior. they are things they've been caught for before." Mm-hmm. There are things they're on record for as right. being, as people. Uh, um, so he's kind of pressing Anthony on why that might be. Why is that that certain, you know, uh, things that are known about people are true? And he's pressing him. He's like, you know, and people know things about you, Anthony. They know that you like to sext People and they know that you like to, uh, you enjoy the younger people and Uh stuff like this, uh huh. And he's really asking him these questions. And Anthony's like, I don't know, he just sits there. I I don't remember exactly how he reacts, but it's funny to me that it goes that far and they do all that, right? Because then PBD gets where he's really trying to get, which is at the Clintons. He's asking about the Clintons and why on earth would it be true. That it's known Basically known to be true That they have this huge Body catalog b- oh, behind, yeah. it. And uh-huh. he reads out The list of like 46 names uh-huh. And Anthony just gets So mad at some point That he just blows up And walks out of the podcast Like <laughs> He gets what? mad
0: About it What's but, there uh, to get mad about if it's not true
1: I also think it's interesting because that's it's it harkens uh, back to what we were just talking about. Uh-huh. He sat there before he blows up and he's just saying, You're just repeating conspiracy theories uh-huh. and you're not respecting the dead and all this stuff. And and PBD's like, Well, don't you think their families would want answers? Uh-huh. How am I disrespecting anybody by just asking the question?
0: Right.
1: <clears throat> why is this guy linked to the Clintons, with forty-five other dudes, uh-huh. on a list that's no—that's probably printed all over everywhere. There's probably books written about the Clinton body count. Right. I'm pretty sure there are. People have told me. I know there's documentaries. There's all kinds of stuff about the Clintons.
0: Right. Um. Well, what's his name? Comedian. I just had his name a minute ago. He died relatively recently. <laughs> Norm McDonald. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nor McDonald joked about this a long time ago. Uh huh. Or, or, like, uh. I don't know if it was The View. Uh, some kind of show like that, maybe. Yeah. And they got all upset about it. Uh huh. So it's. I mean, if comedians are making jokes about it like that, I mean, how. Way it's back
1: pretty, What you'd call Public knowledge Yeah right, It almost like. Yeah
0: Yeah It very much seems like It's public knowledge <laughs> Right and, and Then they pretend, Try to pretend It's all Conspiracies That Vast right wing Conspiracy <laughs> yes, That's vast. That's Hillary's phrase Oh <laughs> uh, gosh Yeah Exactly it's, Yep
1: So I just thought That was kind of neat And those two stories Kind right. of harken to each other And it's all one big Trip down memory lane Right so. Yeah <sighs> Interesting.
0: Well, it is uh quite interesting. Um, and speaking of RFK, uh, he seems to be quite the thorn in the Biden campaign side because they're uh, really trying to go after him. Really. Well, what, what whatever it the vaccine like. stuff. Oh, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just his. I think his most recent thing about the vaccine is the. Was trying to refer to some studies that tried to show, uh, it didn't affect Asians and s- certain types of Jews. Oh, something like that. And he's saying that people think that's racist and anti-Semitic and anti-Asian. Is uh, it true? Uh, I don't that's know. That's all I want to know. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, he. He's been maintaining, like, around 20-something percent in the polls.
1: He's definitely interesting. Yeah.
0: I'm, uh, the only thing I think of is when I hear him talk is, like, I know you're younger and way healthier. Well, not way healthier, but more relatively healthy than Biden. <laughs> but, dude, you sound terrible. Yeah. His voice is terrible. Uh, but uh, I don't think I'd vote for him. Oh, no, not, not me either. But... Uh, uh, I definitely would like to see him kind of make it hard for the Democrat uh, machine, because they don't want to. Uh, uh, Joe Biden doesn't want to have a debate with him, and uh, I wouldn't either. What's her name? Uh huh. Uh. Who Jill? No. Uh. Oh uh, Williamson. W- Williamson, yeah. Which she was on. Fox News went down recently too and she was uh, rather interesting
1: oh yeah she's yeah. interesting alright
0: <laughs> I mean
1: she, I know she's interesting
0: okay you may seem way more <laughs> dramatic <laughs> she
1: can be a, she can be out there that's all I'm sure I can show you some videos
0: I, I believe it you know I remember her last campaign mm-hmm. but this particular time she she wasn't too bad uh I enjoyed hearing what she had to say.
1: I know. She's interesting. I like those spiritual people. Uh huh.
0: But I think it's uh, going to shape out to be a wild election season. Almost it sounds almost to me like, like no Trump's going to win. I hope so. We'll find out. It's... it's uh, I guess depending on what polls you're looking at, definitely seems like it.
1: Well, I mean, I didn't think of that until we were just saying all these big names and everything and who's running and you say he's whatever his name, RFK's pulling at 20 and all this. And I'm thinking the Democrats are going to be all over the board. Uh, Why wouldn't it just fall right to Trump?
0: uh, Well, I mean, I guess assuming he is on the the top of the ticket in general, yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense to me. Uh,
1: I definitely just think... Biden's name's going to be dragged through the mud. I'm telling you, there's just so much material. Just since he's been in there.
0: Uh, uh, they already seem sort of to, to me doing so in some cases. Well, I
1: hope so. Some of it's obvious. I could write it up for him. Yeah. I mean, this cocaine story should have been a much bigger story. Right? I, I can't believe that it's just. Everybody's gone quiet about it. They had their jokes. Everybody said it's you know, it's just going to blow over uh, yeah.
0: and it has. Yeah. I mean, cause they, I mean, what are you going to do? secret service said, can't figure it out. Well, that's to me, it. That's the crime of the
1: millennia, yeah. because that, that white house is our house. Right. And it has been desecrated yeah. by Biden.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> My uh, brother and I recently went to a comedy show and a couple of the comedians, there were even making jokes about it's obvious whose it is.
1: Yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's like, oh man, Nancy Drew's Uh one month old toddler sister could figure that out.
0: Right. All right. Well, uh, I'll share one last story real quick before we finish up. Uh, Again I was listening to Fox News Rundown It's one of my daily Podcasts that I listen to Uh And um, They were talking about the story about uh, How The Commercial office space uh, Has been In Quite some trouble recently Since COVID Uh Because a lot of people are still working at home or do like a hybrid model where they work at home maybe two days out of the week and maybe three days in the office. And it's really impacted a lot of uh, commercial office space in big cities. Um, And one of the biggest ones that uh, was pointed out in this episode is in San Francisco um before the pandemic, they had a vacancy rate of 4.6%, and then since, or currently after the pandemic, it's just above 30% of vacancy rate, which is a lot. And, um, I thought that was pretty interesting, because also they've talked about and in other ways, we've even talked about, um, some effects this has on, like, surrounding businesses. Um, you know, because if you don't have people filling the office space coming right. into work, their surrounding businesses, like yeah, you know, your coffee shops or your, exactly. your whatever. Your lunch places. Right, your, exactly. They lose business because there's nobody coming around. Yeah,
1: at 11 o'clock, the bar's get right. no business. When right, people exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And also um not only do vacancy rates or well not just not vacancy rates, but vacancies themselves uh, the property owners don't collect any revenue right after being vacant for so long, the property value itself decreases, and then that also right. affects uh property tax receipts and tax collection right which then again turns to you know, less funding for the yeah. local city and state department at all. Uh, not department, but yeah. local government. All the, all the yeah. various uh-huh. departments and
1: everything, yeah.
0: And um, it's really quite uh, an issue that seems like it's pretty much here to stay because a lot of the big companies are still sticking with the hybrid models because those who would have had their workers back to the office full time would have done so pretty much by now. And those who haven't haven't. Um and but they also talked about uh, some of the ways that they're trying to different governments are trying to deal with it uh, and yeah, property I imagine
1: I imagine like Seattle just wanting to fill it with homeless right away or something um,
0: like that. Well, yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me. But one of the things they were sort of talking about is kind of related to that, it's, but um, more generally, uh, for housing, some of the office buildings, uh, some places are trying to turn into apartments. Yeah, apartments. Or or right, because that is another issue in some some of these cities. Also, is the lack of you know housing they always want to say lack of affordable housing which right i'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean cuz it means different to different people in different places yeah. but um so hopefully that uh, that might help i just kind of thought that was an interesting story uh that i hadn't really thought about you know the impacts of it too much cuz uh even for me, I my day job, I work from home. Uh, I used to work in a call center, but of course I'm one of those people that uh, they sent to work from home and never came back. <laughs> and I'm sure there are probably a lot of other people like me who would probably prefer to work in office. Um, I, I would definitely prefer. like it. Yeah. But
1: I couldn't do my work from home, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely enjoy some of its benefits, but if I really had to choose, I'd I'd go back to, to the office in a heartbeat. You yeah. know, I don't mind the routine and the extra cost.
1: There's something to it. There's a yeah. human touch, you know. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
0: about all I got. Um, for my stories, I thought I'd just share that little last one at at the end there.
1: Well, it's definitely interesting, and I, I bet there are some clever solutions of how they could mm. fix that problem they've got.
0: Right? Yeah. Um, the housing thing is one that was mentioned. Uh, some property owners are trying to uh, offer incentives and stuff like that to try to attract you know, businesses. People, yeah, and people whatever. to come in. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, it'll, it'll turn around some and be great. Yep. And is that all the stuff you got? Yes, it is. All right. Well, listeners, if you enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. You can also find the audios on YouTube. And again, if you'd like to support us directly, you can make a donation through Red Circle. All links will be in the show notes and description below. And wherever you're watching us, I hope you'll
1: maybe give us a like or share us with a friend or two. And as always, thanks for listening.